Well, hello everybody and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical Podcast with Jen and Lou. And today we're going to talk about the Leo New Moon and I'll go into more details about that shortly. But first, Jen, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Jen Tushen. Hi, everybody. I'm a Akashic healer, illuminator, numerologist, teacher and creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards. And I offer illuminating healing and clearing through the Akashic numeric readings. I do workshops. I also have a group called the Soul Pillar Salon, which is a community. Uh, And they can all be found on my website. So uh, I'm here to share divine guidance, tailored to foster that spark within to inspire your own genius, engage your imagination, and liberate you from old stories and programming. Cool. And I am Louise Eddington, and I'm an astrologer, a soul astrologer, and writer. And um, what do I want to say about myself? I'm also a shamanic practitioner. I'm the author of Modern Astrology, Harness the Stars to Find Your Soul's True Purpose, and I'm about to embark on um, writing my second book, for the same publisher. I offer soul astrology readings. I also run classes and I have an online community membership where I have different levels of membership and all can be found at louiseeddington.com. And I help you to live in deep self-awareness and acceptance. Ah. <laughs> and today we are looking at the Leo new moon. But first of all, Before we dive in and I give you all the details of that Leo new moon, um, I would just like to say that we are going to draw the um, drawing for our giveaways at the end of the podcast. I have all the names in the dish here and we're going to draw them live. And um, also, if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe at your favorite podcast provider and or go to iTunes and give us a review. Plus, we also have a Patreon. For just $3 a month, you can support our podcast and the running costs. And we'll be introducing special patron-only content moving forward. And that's patreon.com weirdly magical, forward slash weirdly magical. Um, Lastly, um, we like to feature your questions. We don't have any this time, but that's okay because we've got other things to do with the drawings. But questions, if you have them, burning questions need to be emailed to weirdlymagicalpodcast at gmail.com. And one question will be chosen at random. No personal details will be shared on the podcast other than your first name. So send us your questions. And now diving into the energies, I'm just going to give a quick overview. Then Jen's going to pull a card and I'm going to from her lovely deck and I'm going to pull a card from my tarot deck. But the new moon is on um, July the 31st or August the 1st, depending where, you, where in the world you are. It's at 4.11 a.m. British Standard Time or Universal Time. So that's London time. So for, um, for those of us in the U.S., it's, um, it's on July the 31st, the evening before It's at eight degrees and 36 minutes of Leo with Venus conjunct at four degrees of Leo. Um, 
it's also squaring Uranus in Taurus and you could say making a trine aspect to Chiron in Aries also and we'll talk about all of that and other things but first Jen do you want to pull one of your amazing cards yes indeed I have pulled a card actually pulled two so I'll talk about them so the first card that came up was the uh, six this is the levels and then the actual uh, soul portal or the visual card is the zero. And so it's an interesting combination. So I'll just explain what the blue, what the soul portal looks like since for those of you who can't see it, it's a figure of a woman kind of pink kind of with arms back looking up at the sky, at the cosmos. Uh, there's these uh, two portals. It's the, uh, uh, with the Anunnaki, which is the supposedly the, the the beings who created us in the middle, and she's looking through these two pillars, kind of that are pointing to the sky with water, and in this landscape of uh, it's kind of a magical landscape that feels like it's in another galaxy, kind of feeling around creation and the spiral of life. And it's about her kind of being open to what is possible. Well, that's how I feel about this card. Mm. She's kind of like just her heart is open. She's allowing whatever it is that needs to come in. So instead of trying to block the change or uh, hold certain beliefs, she's just open and just curious and gazing and my feeling when I look at her is like she's saying, I'm, I'm alive, I'm fascinated, teach me, allow me, let the light in. So it's um, allow ideas that I haven't experienced before to come in. Uh, just let me be in that place of creation where I, uh, I'm not held back by any kind of preconceived ideas. And what's interesting about having the six, the level six, it's just a number six for those of you who can't see, is the uh, the six includes the zero. It's a the one wrapped around a zero. It's considered like a pregnant woman. It's that energy, which in this way, you can kind of feel this woman could be pregnant over there, uh, that kind of open uh, giving birth to something new. And the six is also about... Uh, making home where you are. So instead of waiting or trying to help other people uh, kind of fix them or do something to make them happier, looking more at what, what can you do to serve without being a martyr? So there's, there's a kind of matching energy happening here and the colors, there is that kind of bluish kind of, purpley blue um, going on and a matching energy of this idea of being pregnant with the idea that there's possibility and where are you putting your attention? What are you devoting your energy to, to mm -hmm. kind of fulfilling your divine mission and being true to yourself or um, just trying to do what other people want you to do? Cool. Well, I got um, quite kind of an interesting card, really. I got the um, Truce card or the Jupiter in Libra card. Uh, 
And um, interesting to me because in this astrology chart for this new moon, there's very little air element at all. And this is a Libra. This is an air element. I think we're being asked to really um, kind of make, find kind of the air energy where we can. Because really in the chart, we've only got Pallas Athena in Libra and um, Black Moon Lilith is in Aquarius. and But she's dashes back and forth um, in and out of Pisces. So she's spending a lot of time in water energy. So what's lacking at the moment is being able to think clearly and think differently. Whilst this is a very creative new moon, um, it's not of the mind okay so if all this stuff behind here um at the back of the card kind of the um this web this reminds me of the uranus energy that we've got in the um in the chart it's very dynamic very kind of thinking out of the box but coming letting the thoughts come from elsewhere it's not coming from this mind here and we'll talk more about this because Mercury stations direct less than an hour after <laughs> after the new moon. So we'll be talking about this mental capacity more. But I also love, um, in Jen's card, she, the woman was sitting on a lily pads, right? Yes, she's like sitting, yes, you're right. There's some lily pads in the background there. Yeah. And then here we have in the center, the lily opening up or... Oh whatever and everything coming into center there's a great deal of creativity in this um in this in both these cards actually yeah. i think expansion yeah. and creativity but also yeah. very centered and coming together uh, within yourself so uh, yeah yes definitely this woman feels very grounded and yeah. i think that's true of the card you know it's interesting the colors are similar and i think mm -hmm. this has a similar idea of being open there's a similar yeah. resonance to the cards of being open uh, being aware and i kind of feel like when you were talking the thought that came up is this idea of you know uh you know being breathless in a sense mm -hmm. like the idea of you know how we think about ourselves with being breathless and allowing the divine to inspire us as opposed mm -hmm. to um you know, the everyday, having it all figured out, <laughs> right? Exactly, and that kind of rushing. Oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do that, and mm -hmm. I know what to do. I know how to make things work, and instead, just kind of surrendering to that and allowing. You know, when you are struggling to breathe, one thing for sure is that they say, like, when you're in water and you're struggling to breathe, is to go still so that yeah. you, you know you don't use up the available breath. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because when I think about it and I think about Mercury uh, and all of that, what's been going on and all the shouting and yelling and all these people pushing mm -hmm. their opinions on others that is happening out in the world, there is a sense of like last gasp, like this mm -hmm. is the last gasp, like I'm just going to try to ram as much as I can um, <laughs> other people. And so they'll know like, this is me. And I'm just thinking about something I was, so I was talking to somebody yesterday and they were um, saying something and I kind of just went off on this little, like kind of tangent about it. it wasn't, it was related to what they're saying, but it wasn't. I was like, it was kind of like weird. Why am I talking about this? 
and I went off on this whole little tangent and then and I stopped and then she was going, yes, but it's about this. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was mm. just, that was weird. But um, <laughs> I think it's, it's kind of an example of how we can do this. We've got this like, you know, there was just this thought in my mind that needed to be kind of expanded and expressed. And he didn't really care about it. But I obviously needed to talk about it. Yeah. And um <laughs> It's kind of funny, the energies at the moment. Um, I was just telling Jen, and incidentally, we're recording this on the 15th of July before the lunar eclipse, because I had to do it a little bit early because of this new book contract I've got. But um, all this uh, energy playing out in the public sphere, I'm not going to go into it, but it's just almost like people are just talking past each other all the time as well. And that's, that's, um, that's kind of similar to what you were saying. And, uh, and that's, associated with the lack of air please nobody's listening nobody's doing anything and then we have eris squaring this eclipse tomorrow and she's like throwing that apple in going here let me shake it up with this one and let me <laughs> and which way is it gonna go is it gonna go to the patriarchy or is it gonna go to the new way i don't know it's all crazy energy at the moment but right <laughs> But the beauty is that it gives us choice and pause oh, yeah. when we can start to hear ourselves, you know, our desire to speak is so, uh, is so desperate because mm -hmm. so many of us have been silenced and there are these people that have been speaking over us. Mm -hmm. And so there is that desire to be heard. And then of course, there's that point where we go, well, wait a minute, but why am I doing this? Why am I saying mm -hmm. this? And kind of coming back to, um, what is grounded and expanded at the same time yeah it's fascinating because we have a leo mm. this new moon is a leo new moon which of course is all that fiery energy so mm. it's the fire of just expanding all that breath out there the little that there is <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> conflagration right Confl conflagration confrontation all those kind of things that happen when you have um and i think it's kind of funny because the thought of you know with uranus being in taurus that's scorched earth aspect mm. of, right the, the heat of the earth heating up and that's kind of an earthquake energy right is when mm. the earth gets really dry then that starts these like shake-ups and, and of course uranus is actually stationing to turn retrograde um on August the 11th or 12th, depending where you are. But either way, it's 11 days after the new moon. But, but a quick look at, um, um, at what's happening before or leading up to the new moon. Because we're now heading into, you know, the eclipse season is officially closing um, on the 16th. Um, or the, yeah, 16th everywhere, I think. <laughs> yes, except in Australia. But um, <laughs> but after that, we still have a lot of um, stuff going on. We've seen things get pretty seismic. I think Jen and I talked about that in the last episode, that they would. We've had the earthquakes in California. And, and we've still got that kind of energy being triggered. Um, but right after the eclipse, um, Ceres stations are direct at zero degrees of Sagittarius. So we have her moving direct. Um, again, right after we also have Venus 
squaring Pallas Athena and Venus conjoining the, the nodes, the North Node. So we'll, we'll kind of talk about all this because it all leads into another. We can't look at all any of these um, as standalone aspects. But on, on the 20th of July, Eris stations, um, Eris who is squaring the uh, lunar eclipse on the 16th, stations retrograde at 24 degrees of Aries and heads back to the 23 degree mark that um, she will square Pluto at um, a few months down the line. I kind of feel like she's a bit of a pivot point for all this um, Cancer Capricorn energy that we've got because she keeps squaring it and she's really shaking up the patriarchy um, in major, major ways. Mm. Um, on the 21st, that's a really good day people please note that day because the sun is conjunct mercury it's kazemi it's the day in the middle of the retrograde where the sun and mercury um, bring clear thinking and um, floods of ideas um, into your um, into your mind but on the 21st of july as well venus opposes pluto so that's a pretty seismic day then the 23rd, the sun enters Leo and heads towards the, um, the new moon. Mercury conjuncts Venus on the 25th. I'm only doing real um, major aspects. Then Venus joins the sun in Leo on the 28th. I always think of the Leo season as the kind of the real start of summer because it is ruled by the sun. And it's kind of playtime and party time because in um, in Europe, at least, or in England, at least, everybody always used to take the last week off in July and the first week off in August. And it was called Factory Fortnight. Everybody had their holidays. <laughs> everybody headed towards the coast. It was kind of funny. <laughs> it's not quite so extreme these days. But um, And then just before the eclipse, uh, sorry, the, the new moon, not the eclipse, the sun exactly squares Uranus on 30th of July. And and then we get head into the new moon. So I just kind of give wanted to give an overview. And I think we'll probably allude to a lot of this because um, the eclipse energy is going to be triggered again, even though we're moving into Leo, but Mercury will station direct right on the degree of... Um, where the sun is on tomorrow's eclipse so i want to invite people to pay real attention to what's coming up for them if they're listening to this now if not just think back till um the 17th of july what occurred what what was released what was letting go because uh, and and what is was coming right up in your face <laughs> what shadow um is coming up to be released um because there's going to be something reappearing that to do with that when mercury stations on this new moon so right and i think that's true of um a lot of things that we started maybe even the last eclipse or whatever there's been a lot of things that we've stopped and started you can look at like the e2 movement which is a great example of that that uh it's it's building momentum so it's not like just a singular thing happened okay we can all go back to sleep these yeah. things are building momentum and they're not done and so with this uh retrograde i think it's going to bring up a lot of things for us personally uh and i feel like it's 
you know, especially having all of, you know, being it in this time is really about the self-awareness and awakening of who we are, uh, as opposed to who people have told us that we are. Which yes. is, right. So power, these are about uh, power struggles and power issues. So if we don't have boundaries, then people are going to walk all over us. So wherever it is that we are, overstepping boundaries or not putting boundaries in place. I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, oh, definitely. Mm. So let me talk about the numbers because I think this mm. is a great segue into the, the sun and moon being at eight degrees. And eight is that number that is as above, so below. So it is, again, talking about the spiritual and material. Like what do we want to materialize? Eight is about making things real. Uh, and being in Leo, of course, is shining your light. It's, there's the two aspects of Leo, which is the aspect of the ego and the aspect of the, the kind of true light that is wanting to come forward. And then, of course, we have the sun and moon together. So there's a lot of that energy of two circles coming together uh, to kind of break through or break through our sense of I can't do this, I can't be this kind of spiritual being because, you know, I, I've got all these things to do. I have to be practical. And I feel like this is one of those moments where we are like, the universe is going, no, uh, you can do all of these things. You just have to change the way you're thinking about it and what you're doing and what you think is important. So it's like all of these things kind of, uh, the more you step into it, the easier it is to let go of things that aren't working and it's e easier to tell your truth because that's the point. When you look at the eight, it's the infinite, the sign of infinity and uh, the point where two circles meet. So I was thinking about the fact, Lou, that you had that card with the cross on it, which mm -hmm. is where the two points meet. And I had the one with the zeros. So it's kind of that repeating of that pattern, mm. a reminder that the power happens when you're willing to do the hard work. The hard work is, is being uncomfortable and, say, and holding up that kind of boundary to people and going, this is what my leadership looks like. This is what I need you to do to be in leadership. This is how we do this together. Eight is, the number eight is actually about strength it's the mm. idea of um and courage which is the heart energy of the leo right it's that courage to push through obstacles to do the things step by step not just try to you know just like oh i don't doesn't matter it doesn't work it's like the universe is telling us no you have to do this step by step and when they say that they're talking about our our shift our spiritual and physical shift as opposed to, oh, you know, what can I do for my work? It all comes together when we stand in that. Mm. The other thing that's interesting is the 36, which is the, the minutes. Mm -hmm. and the, those are the three, the two kind of parts that make nine. So we have three, six, and nine, which is that all those aspects of our emotions, our love, our love of self, of family, and the bigger picture of the whole world. Mm. so that's very fascinating also what's interesting is that we have it on the 31st in uh, america's uh, i'm not sure where i think just america's really but mm. who knows um uh, it's 
the idea of having it on the 31st, which 31 is, I think 31 is like Uranus's number. It's a number of genius. It's a number of sudden change, but it's also about making things real. So it's mm -hmm. about creating and knowing what is mine to kind of make real or root and ground. It adds up to a four. Whenever we have four and eight together, we know the, this is destined events. And we have the four day of Venus, which is very interesting mm. because of the female energy. And then, of course, on the first, if it's in August the first, we're moving into another month. This is a 20 month. This is about connection. And we dial back to July. It's about the individual shining the light. We're in a one month. So why this is fascinating is we have a lot of ones here. Mm. We have uh, Mercury at 19. I think we have a lot of the female energies at once. Vesta, uh, no, not Vesta. Um, let's see. Oh, you had Mars at 19, not Mercury. Oh, sorry, Mars. Right, right. <laughs> I'm looking at it from a different angle. My computer's in. A, oh, anyway, thank you for correcting me. That's right. And Juno's at right. 19. Right. 19. That's right. Mars and Juno at 19. So that's Aries. a one. Air, yeah. Aries. Let me just go. Let me see here. Yes, series. That's right. Series one. Uh, we also have um, some other ones. I oh, Lilith was at twenty-eight, which is a one. Yeah. Lilith at twenty-eight. So that's another one. And oh, that's all I see. Thought I saw one more. Well, the point is with all these ones, nineteen. Of course, they're not all nineteen, but nineteen is a reflection of our year. It's a reflection of the July month. It is also the sun in the tarot. It's about shining our light. It's kind of the Prince of Heaven number. So it allows us to go beyond where we've been, go beyond the stuckness and the patterns. So a lot of the things we've been talking about. So I think it's it's significant that we have uh, the sun and moon and Venus at these uh, material numbers, two, four, and eight, right? We have four and eight, and the month of August is a two, or if we add 19, well, anyway, month of August is a two. Uh, if we add 19 plus one, that also gives us a 20 for the day. Um, no, it's a four. Forget about that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to do both days and I can't just forget about that part. But the point is <laughs> that it's about making it real in a new way. So this, all the ones are new beginnings, new focus, new direction, new leadership. It's like moving away from the bullshit and going, yes, I see that this is the way it's been and I'm not going to engage in that, mm. that way. Right. I kind of, yeah, I mean, or yes, all of that. I just looking at the astrology mm -hmm. and, and coming from these cancer Capricorn eclipses out of cancer, where we've been in this gestation, if you like, because cancer is the mother of um, rebirthing. And then we bursting out into this creative energy in Leo. And, um, and on the um, lunar eclipse, but all Mercury, Venus, and Mars are the three most personal planets um, we have closest to the sun, that is. So we have the sun, we have Mercury, Venus, then Earth, then Mars. And um, 
all three of those personal planets are under the beams of the sun and on this new and will continue to be until this new moon when mercury kind of escapes the bounds of the sun by stationing 15 degrees away from the um from the new moon so it feels like it's full of it feels like we are being created and it feels in fact i'm going to laugh when i read the chandra symbol in a little bit and i laughed when i read it because um it's called a solid gold egg it feels like an egg and and leo is very golden and it feels like this burst of potential of creativity of inner child of playfulness um of um a really kind of coming out of the shell of this cancer energy on the eclipses to go it's time to let this true creative being self that we are um launch onto the world and by creative i do not mean an artist you know we create <laughs> <our lives>. <laughs> <laughs> But if you're an artist, that's super too, <laughs> because it can be that. This is more about coming at it from that creative energy of a small child, you know, bubbling with joy. Children have no filters. They they know that they can create whatever they want in their lives until we shut it down. <laughs> and here we have a chance to step into this um, energy yet again. Um, always something shows up for me before um, we do these podcast recordings that is related to this. And I just did a reading with a wonderful person who does um, story time in drag with, with kids in libraries. And it's that kind of energy of just joyfulness and playfulness and and kind of um, color and dressing up and and allowing yourself to kind of tell your stories in in not a very calculated way, just just letting it all shine out. That's this this it, this is what it feels like to me. And with Venus conjunct, you know, Venus is also very um, creative. You're going to hear a lot about it being about relationships, and of course, Venus is about that too. But I feel this is the creative energy of um, Venus coming in on this new moon, the manifest, because she also represents manifestation. Um, the square to Uranus is in a Venus ruled sign, Taurus. Um, so creative again. And Uranus is very innovative. Um, he's very, he's very much the energy of invention, new ideas that come out of nowhere um new just breaking the mold doing things differently so overall i love this new moon i think it's highly creative this july has been um and is still as we record this a bit of a bear of a month really um there's been a kind of you know i've i've had a fine time but a lot of people seem to be finding the energies very heavy it's very contentious out there in the world um you know and august has a, a a different feel to it overall to my mind yeah that's interesting i do agree that you know and i know we've talked about this previously the idea of being uh, being you know remembering the parts of who you are coming back to it the cancer uh, uh 
this ability with the Capricorn and Cancer breaking us up into um, like breaking us out of our shell and then creating a new shell. Like we're creating our new homes from our own perspective. Uh, and I think part of it, and it's interesting as you talk, cause I think about the cards, right? Like even mm -hmm. the one that I chose and you know, this is about creation, right? Uh, in the sense of starting from the beginning. And as you say, it's not about being an artist. I mean, we all are artists in our own way or whatever you want to call yourself, no matter what you're doing, it's a form of creation, right? Thinking, doing something is a form of creation. I do think for me, what I feel is this irritation and this experience we're having is making us kind of mature. So at the same time, as we're going into this freedom of being a child, we have to mature and go past the way we have, we've looked at the world in a certain way. Like we've looked at it through these, you know, uh, rosy glasses and we haven't seen the way things are. Mm. And we've allowed that, we've told ourselves these stories and we've allowed that to control how we respond through fear. Like, oh, I can't do this. I can't show myself. And coming to that the innocence of the child, which the child has no fear, the child has no, you know, I'm saying, you know, besides you have an experience, you gain a little fear, but mm. the idea is the child is curious and open and going, I can do this. Of course I can do this. Like they don't take note of parents saying, well, that's not possible. Mm -hmm. goes, yeah, of course I can do it. I, let me show you. Look, they're very curious. So I do agree with you. I just think that uh, we are going through a struggle because it's, you know, it's been very comfortable sitting in our little shells and going, yeah, I don't really want to shine my light. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of being asked to mature backwards in a way, <laughs> a bit like Benjamin Button, I think. <laughs> right. We've looked down on children saying, oh, we look, where they, when we're the adults, when we grow up, we can do whatever we want, but that's the reverse. It's really children do what they want. Yeah you know, uh, except they, they have to find their way through, uh, you know, adults, uh, kind of big people. I don't know if they're adults, but yeah, <laughs> telling them like, okay, this is the framework. And I think that's part of it is being able to go, oh, somebody's showing me a framework. I don't have to have an, an attitude or an issue around the framework. I just need to do what I need to do in that framework. And that's kind of, I think, what you're saying and how I feel about it is, this is all this 19 energy, the heart. It's like you're opening the heart. You're, you're mm. going, this is who I am. I can reveal myself. I can play and dabble and enjoy. So instead of going through suffering about what we see other people doing, I mean, of course, it's very painful. And if we are going through something painful, we must acknowledge it. But the easier way is to go, yes, there's pain and suffering, but there isn't all pain and suffering. Mm. There's kind of this like heavy blanket around the way people look at all this stuff and go, oh, you know, nobody out there cares. And uh, actually somebody I know posted one of those things and, and there was like a cartoon on the top. Oh, no one gives a shit. And it was like a little unhappy bird and underneath, you know, yay, no one gives a shit. Uh, <laughs> <so> that, was, <laughs> that was fun. And we were both agreeing that, yes, it's great to have that freedom that nobody cares what I do. And then her point was like, but out in the world, look, there's still these people. And my point was no, because these people out in the world, or our presumption is that they don't give a shit, so we've yeah. got to do it all, is like, this is not the way to do it. We're taking it on as a burden instead of going, 
yay, nobody gives a shit. That means I can do it in my own way. Mm-hmm. I can be like that child, inventing new things, discovering new things, making new connections with people, right? Mm-hmm. Working with people differently, going, I'm not upset because you had a boundary. I just want to figure out how we can, you know, play together and have joy and create new things and create a different environment. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, to, coming back to what you were saying about, um, I don't know what which, which words triggered it, actually. No, so I won't even try and go back over it. But it just reminded me, oh, it was something to do with that meme about nobody giving a shit. It was like, the, I wouldn't be surprised if something breaks wide open about these children in cages and about refugees and things um, after this new moon. Because Leo's very much associated with young people and children as well. And Uranus is kind of um, um, a break-free moment, really. It right. just feels—it just feels like something is about to not snap, not in that you know, because snap kind of implies a not good thing. It feels like a breaking open, and it goes back to the cards of the openness and all that kind of thing. It does feel like something is going to be broken wide open. Um, after this new moon and um and we're going to start to be able to um think things differently lead with the heart as gen sex leo does rule the heart as well so as well to do with the 19 um interestingly as well um jen mentioned it because of the 19 mars is at 19 degrees of leo with Juno at 19 degrees of Leo. And, and Juno is very much to do with the rights of the oppressed and in Leo, the children. I think there's something's going to really kind of um, open up over this. Um, and, and we can bring that creativity to that as well. Um, also, that Juno and um, Mars conjunction at 19 of Leo are at... Um, the focal point of a finger of God from Neptune in Pisces and Pluto in Capricorn that I've only just noticed. And that implies major um, spiritual and, um, and deep transformation of the rules around something. So uh, who knows what's going to happen on that coming into August. Mm. Exactly. Well, I think it's really interesting because as you were talking, it's, you know, it's kind of fun how you talk and then I get an idea and I talk and you get an idea, right? It's like um, what I feel like as you were talking is this idea of um, what's happening is almost like the hardened hearts are melting, right? Because mm-hmm. we see so much tragedy, like we're faced with it and we have to keep being faced with it. And so even people who think, oh, I don't care, you, there's a part that goes, wait, I do care. This isn't the way I want it to be. And so having that opportunity to melt hearts, and I do think there is going to be uh, more opportunity, especially when we're given tragedy, you know, different aspects of tragedy. I do think that's going to be, this is what's going to push us into deeper love, deeper mm-hmm holding of the space we're talking about cancer the idea of protecting children and the other thing that of course is with leo is the 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 laughter the humor using Mm -hmm. humor to 
uh, and play to engage those that have been damaged. And so many of us have been damaged in different ways. And of course, it's just horrific to see uh, an institution or the government that we've looked up to as leaders uh, deliberately and continuously uh, provoking and Painting, using people to create pain and children and separating it. It just it kind of boggles the mind. I think that's part of this idea of why we feel so breathless. Like, mm. I don't know what to do next. I don't know what to do next. And that's our mind. And so we just have to let that flame in our heart come alive and go, mm. this is what I can do. Um, so, so I think that's really important. The other thing that I find fascinating, I know you brought up Vestin, of course, that's so beautiful to have that uh, combination, again, the male-female energy of being, working together to uh, kind of bring justice or temperance, not the way we think of justice, no. really uh, the divine justice, divine temperance, the idea of things being in balance, again, coming to that aid and all the other things. But what's so fascinating is where all these female signs are and of course series is uh, you know she's just at one degree Sagittarius so that's mm -hmm. the fire she just turned out of right she moved out of retrograde on mm -hmm. right just after the this upcoming um, yep she actually turns direct on the 17th so right 17th so that's a major number, and that's the, 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 I think the nodes, right, are still at 17. 17 is an eight. It's a number of, of legendary um, connection, like creating a new, uh, a new energy, a new way of being is the 17. So it's about creating success. And, of course, Ceres, her daughter was... Uh, she has different names, Prosperina, or there's various. <laughs> exactly, going being uh, taken by Pluto or Hades, whoever you want, you know, stolen like uh, like kind of what we're talking about, all the stuff that's going on, right? Taking mm. an innocent girl down into the um, into a place to have his way with her, and of course, Ceres. At the time, she's in charge of the, of the crops and all of this stuff and the bounty of Earth. And she couldn't find her daughter, so she created winter, right? Everything. Yep. She was like, you will all suffer with me because I don't know where my daughter is. And at some point, and that's what they talk about, is the purpose of series uh, is that she had to come to agreement because then they had to make this agreement that her daughter would stay uh, six months, you know, under in the, in, in the Hades or whatever you want to call it in the dark um, and six months on the earth. And she had to come to terms with it. When we talk about that six months again, that's that eight energy, the balance of going, I can't have everything I want, but I, I have to come to the idea that my creation has to go and have its own life. My child has to go and do what it needs to do. So ownership. I think this is really important because we have some really screwed up ideas about ownership, what we own, what is ours. And we think that our opinions are the ones that need to be um, mm -hmm. 
you know, and that's, and that's all of us. Yes, right, exactly. Every one of us, like, we believe that our opinions are right because they're our opinions and everyone should adopt my opinions. I mean, I think that would be great. Right. And that's the idea of being that king, right. Or female, because the female is the one that holds the, 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 the energy that flows through to creation that creates things, you know, heaven on earth. Right. It's the female energy, whether you're male or female and finding that balance and the release of that, being able to birth something and let it have its own uh, life without overprotecting it, without caging it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very interesting. All these symbols we're having out in the world now. Right. Definitely. And, uh, and the squad, I see them as Eris, the Eris figure, shaking things <laughs> up a little bit. So it's not just AOC. There's the, there's the whole group of them. There's Omar and uh, Presley as well. And uh, oh, what's the old um, Talib? That's Talib, or however you say her name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, and all this infighting amongst all of this energy i think it's all kind of coming to a head on after these eclipses and people are being woken up to the fact that we have to do things differently um you know the the uranus effect we have to look at our relationships to each other differently and um and how we um approach each other um, I was involved in a in a bit of a tussle on Facebook, surprisingly, like I always am. Uh, <laughs> but the interesting thing was that we talked it through publicly on Facebook and ended up friends. <laughs> and this is like, um, and somebody commented that um, they said, this is the first time I've seen somebody fall out on Facebook, make up and then become friends in public and i was like well maybe this is a sign of things to come you know <laughs> that we can scratch it out listen to each other and um, and come to a neutral position yeah exactly because the point here is and i think that's the confusion that we've all been under like we've been trained like don't you know be nice play nice don't say what you really think and that's bullshit like we have to say what we think and mm-hmm. then we can say like I was saying, you know, you just let you, like you were saying, you let the air out. This is how I feel. No, I feel like this. Yay. Go ahead. And then all of a sudden you release the air. Mm. Now you're like, oh, okay. Well. And actually we do agree on this and this bit and right. that's it. Exactly. Maybe not on everything or the approach, but there is common ground. <laughs> right. And we can find that way to move forward. This is the idea of why we have so many nines everywhere is that uh, idea of being, um, awoken to the unity of who we are Mm. like the truth is underneath it all we're all made from the same material like we may not agree on every point but i think we can safely say that most people believe everyone should have their basic needs met right everyone Mm. should be treated with dignity Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's so all of these ideas like oh it's just for my tribe it's not your tribe uh, what's so fascinating to me, and I think that's playing out with the uh, the the group of four and um, the whole Nancy Pelosi thing, yeah. uh, is 
this idea that, and I actually do admire Nancy Pelosi very much. I think she's got a lot going on, but she also needs to learn new things, right? She's going to move from a rigid position. It's always been she's very like Capricorn. <laughs> right. She's very Capricorn, but she also, she has Scorpio, a lot of Scorpio energy, so she can really uh, have an impact. But the point is uh, that is so important now more than ever is we have this idea that the people that are not with us are against us. And so we must destroy them. And instead, and I see this with women, the reason to me why so many men are so successful at uh, holding up the patriarchy is because of all the women that serve them. Mm -hmm. And even in these sex scandals cases, there's all madams behind collecting. The women are get, getting, bringing these girls in. It's just like, it boggles the mind, but when are we going to stop being of ser in service to these men or to this idea that I've got to keep quiet and go, I can express myself. Like just expressing yourself stops you from turning into somebody who's exceptionally cruel or unkind or all of those things. Right. And this applies to men who get it as well, by the way, everybody. So again, I'm not going to say we're not anti-men. <laughs> And yes, and so it was really interesting that uh, um, there was, uh, you know, we're talking here about all this abuse. And then I learned about somebody who, it's a male having the same issue, right? So we can't say that just women are abused. No. Men are abused too. And I think it comes back to when you think about a child. If you think about each of us being a child that has the masculine and feminine and then if we're told because we're a girl or a boy that, you know, boy, you know, shows anger and a girl just swallows everything. Mm -hmm. right? And we stop playing by those rules, then we change the balance. And then we have those situations like you just talked about, mm. or like the four, the fab four, you know, whatever yeah. their name is, right? Squad. <laughs> right? is the idea that they're like, we're not going to sit down and shut up because that's the way it's been, right? We're not going to just keep quiet. We're going to speak up. And that forces other women, like in this case, Nancy, to go, I am on their side, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. So what's happening is because people speak up, they're actually getting a better response. Mm -hmm. It's like healthier. If you hold all that stuff in your body, you're going to get really sick. It's way healthier. It's... um. And I do see the the seeds of hope <laughs> for all this change coming through all this, even though it seems so contentious right now. You know, all you hear about is somebody's calling this one a racist, even though that word wasn't actually used. But <laughs> and then somebody else displaying overt racism, our our, our leader, like <laughs> telling them to go back where they come from. Oh my goodness. They, they were born here, oh, all three, three of them. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> People in the Republican Party, they were born elsewhere. So that doesn't yeah. even, the argument doesn't hold water. It the doesn't. point, right, is that, you know, we have to hold up our boundaries. Yes, you can say anything, but I'm not going to just keep quiet if this is how you're going to talk to me. I'm not going to just like, go, oh, yes, you're right. I'm, you know, scum of the earth because I don't meet some criteria of yours. Just like, mm. no, this is who I am. And I actually have a voice and I can speak out. And so I'm I not going to run away and hide from it. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is that point that it is kind of, 
what's so amazing about being in this time is that we we have more opportunity and more support from the divine to actually speak out than we did 30 or 40 years ago right or 60 years ago so it's really pretty fascinating that uh, we have we can say these things and all these people who are used to oppressing us and keeping us quiet now are confounded because we're not keeping quiet. Exactly. And it's, and it's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. Oh, and there's that eight as well. You know, the eight degrees of the, um, of the Leo new moon is infinite possibilities, isn't it? So right. it's right. just fantastic. And coming back to ground zero, like what is it, the ones and the eights and, and having this opportunity to create new things? What is it that we want to create? What do we want to focus on? Because a lot of the stuff is distraction. We're looking at it and unless we're learning something from it, like what not to do or what to do, then we're just kind of distracting ourselves and staying stuck in fear <laughs> instead of taking small actions and doing our own thing in our own lives that then, you know, you can look at the fab four. That's what they did. Each one of them and all these other people, they're all doing something that they need to do. And they're not looking around saying, Oh, did that get everyone's approval? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, they are not. (laughs) And you know, whether you love everything they say or not, you've got to see that energy in them that they're of how they're, how they're shaking things up it's just um anyway yeah well but just one more point i want to make that i think is important around that and what we've been talking about is this idea that so many people in the news and kind of up there in leadership uh, have this idea well there's something wrong with this person one thing i don't agree with or i don't agree with their points so now they like they now yes. they can go to the rubbish bin it's like Everyone has different opinions. So it's like you just love the whole of them and you just go, okay, I agree with you on that. I don't agree with you on that. And this is what I'll do around that, right? Mm -hmm. But to say that somebody is not worth anything because they have something about them you don't agree is ridiculous, right? Oh, it is. It makes sense. It really is. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Because so I, I, I did mention already the finger of fate uh, um, or God finger pointing at Mars and Juno. So I think that's going to be fighting for um, for the rights of children more and more personally um, and, and that coming to our attention. But then I, I mentioned that Pluto was one of the things pointing to that. Well, Pluto is in, a, in an exact two bar one minute square to Pallas Athena on this new moon and Pallas Athena has been in Libra for months now she got right to the very last degree and then um, traveled back um, to 10 degrees of Libra and now she's um, moving forward to this 21 degree mark and that's bringing huge transformation. Pallas Athena is my personal goddess um, <laughs> because she um, is conjunct Jupiter, her father, my ruling planet in my chart. And that's why I have her on my tattoo. But, um, <laughs> but uh, she, uh, you know, she's the spear of justice, really. But she also represents young women. 
So to take her into this chart, not the not my own personal chart in Libra, you know, these young women are bringing this justice and this transformation. Whether they do it all elegantly or by the rules is um, is actually the point of this chart, because Pluto's transforming the rules. They are, um, you know, so it's not just that Eris energy, but of course. Pallas Athena is also almost back to opposing Eris in this chart as well. So um, this, I, th I think, and because that's our only heir, I think these young women's voices is really um, a major factor in what's happening at the moment. Again, whether you like it or not, or what they say or not, it is bringing the change. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say that they both are 21 degrees, which of mm -hmm. course is very significant because 21 is the number of truth. Right? Yep. And so this is, and it adds up to a three. That's that playful creative energy of our year. It's the 12 backwards. Uh, so it's also that uh, energizing our self-worth, like finding what we value in ourselves or uh, enough to transform or let go of or, or die, let die off mm. this idea of being excited and passionate enough about something that you can kind of let go of the shoulds and, and whatever it is and that's what these women are doing right they're showing us um, and I think the other thing that's interesting about Pallas Athena is that she sprung from her father's head right so this idea of springing out of patriarchy, right? Yeah. Patriarchy created these women. So that's something we can thank them for. <laughs> and, here, and, here she, and here she is in Libra, which is another creative sign, ruled by Venus that's conjunct the new moon. You know, it's, um, it's such a creative new moon, this energy. Um, um, you know, the eclipse, I've enjoyed the eclipse season personally, and I'm, I'm enjoying July personally, but I'm seeing, you know, the contention is exhausting. A lot of us are very bone tired. You know, I've been um, leaving Facebook groups and, and cause I've got to focus on this book. I'm trying to withdraw from a lot of the contention, even though I kind of enjoy the battle cause I'm so Sagittarius, but it is tiring. I've been a bit bone tired myself with all this, Capricorn, Saturn, patriarchal energy coming down, ha trying to stomp you out. I've had men literally telling me that, you know, all kinds of stuff this month. It's been really interesting. But in the end, I was just like, oh, I do finish it. So, <laughs> so I'm not hiding from it. I'm just putting my focus elsewhere. So, yeah, on the creativity. How can I create out of this instead of... Um, butting heads anymore so yes and also thinking the reason why we butt heads with people i mean sometimes there is things we need to speak out about like obviously we've been talking about and it's important it's what we're passionate about and it's our message and our thing but a lot of times we're butting heads with people because we want them to change their opinion we we are triggered by their opinion right and the truth is, it doesn't matter what the opinion is. And so we have to find that neutrality. Again, we come back to the eight. The, the power of the eight is in the neutrality of making the right choices to, to bring heaven to earth. And if we're all 
wigged out by somebody else having an opinion or the the thing we can do is protect ourselves in the sense of right mm. this hot air i don't have to be burning my skin in this hot air i'm gonna go into where there's water and be cool right so mm. we can we can recognize things are happening without you know being in the blast mm. we know what's going on we know what these people are doing uh, so we're not putting blinkers on, which I think is really important right now, that we want mm -hmm. to be looking at what is real for us and what's happening in the world without getting sucked into, yeah. you know, needing to defend something. It's, it's you know, you know what I mean? Being oh, I did, yeah. Not I will hasten to add, I didn't care what their opinion was, but yeah. boy, did they care what my opinion was. <laughs> Right, so they're triggered by you. So it's very interesting. Reversal. <laughs> All these people trying to, to make you stay in the playground that they created. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. So we've got to remember all our tools, our creativity, our humor, yeah. our uh, compassion for these people that have, uh, uh, you know, lost their. They're, they're ill like you know you look yeah. at these people who who have no compassion for these people in cages i know like, like pence just right oh i know i was just thinking about him but you know imagine how much pain you must be oh he must be cut off you are from your own humanity that you mm. have to tell yourself these lies and believe it Right. I know. That's, and, and so the beauty is we know things they don't know. So we must use that knowledge uh, wisely and use it to take ourselves forward and those who are willing. And at some point, these people will either disappear, die, or, you know, evolve. That's, yeah, exactly. right? That's Evolve or die. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, well, it's true. And that's going to happen, actually, in this, in in this move into the new paradigm um you know a lot of people are gonna you know disappear exactly yeah yeah i think we should move on to the symbols and then do the drawing because oh by the way jen's in an aviary today she's at a friend's house sounds like an aviary it's quite it's kind of pleasant i like bird songs so I do too. I think it's very, uh, you know, it's it's that energy, bringing in that joyous kind of expanding energy, exactly. listening to music, dancing, allowing these bells and things. Um, exactly. It does raise our vibration. It's so fun. Right. But I think because I mentioned it already, I think I'm going to read the Chandra symbol first. And okay. It's going to do the Sabian. They're both really good ones. So, so listen to this. So I mentioned it's a solid gold egg. And the, the bare stark truth, the singular accomplishment of heavy labors, an extraordinary gift, yet it is endangered. The gift is to be quintessentially yourself, and this gift abounds. Surrounded by danger, seen falsely by others, turned around. Digging your way out of history, you are compelled to puncture the illusion of image. The drama distorts. What is pristine remains inviolable. Yes. Yet so much is lost irretrievably. Each subtle weakness takes charge. The long way around to a very simple quality that would mean nothing unless it were first gone. 
suffering and self-knowledge all comes easy nothing comes easy the riddle of destiny now there's a lot in that it's very kind of compact and complex but basically i see it as this golden opportunity with this egg to to leave behind um you know there's an element with with leo because it's the it's the sign of drama and um pretend and play acting there's an element that um to to not be self um deluding with that are you play acting or are you kind of having fun with it you know kind of thing there's this whole riddle in this you know about playfulness and um and when we step into the true creative beings that we are the gift that is quintessentially yourself as it says this this gift of creation of birth this gold egg really does open up so long as you know any kind of play acting you do is not just to please others that's what i think it's an saying. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It almost feels like it's that's the key to you know go into the deeper mysteries is by you know really opening that golden part of yourself and being willing to share that the joy just because you are in joy and you're not worried about what other people think about you. Yeah, comes uh, it it activates others because everyone's like I want to be in that right. Yay. Mm -hmm. Me too, me too. And it's like we're sharing that vibration. Yeah. Um, so I think that really does speak to the energy and what we've talked about. All right, let's see. So the Sabian symbol for Leo 9, glass blowers shape beautiful vases with their controlled breathing. The keynote is the need to involve one's most spiritual and vital energies in the creative act if it is to produce significant and beautiful new forms. The breath represents the power of the spirit, animator of all living manifestations, because the glass blower uses his breath to shape the glass vessels. It is a fitting symbol of how deeply any creative individual has to involve his total being in her creation. He is also using the fire of the spirit, transpersonal inspiration, or in another sense, the fire of deeply felt emotions. Any creative activity which does not involve both the breath and the fire cannot transform into beautiful artworks or indeed into any new form of order. The raw materials remain, remains of the past the sand which is the fourth okay that's it yeah creative intensity is is part of the uh, journey so yeah i think this just speaks to again that idea of creation like what you were talking about golden egg or the breath and the, the matter of what you're willing to transform right basically all of us being willing to take our masks or our um play acting the fake acting mm. to kind of use that as the sand and the information and it definitely feels like uranus you know is so impactful in this because oh. uranus being in taurus at six degrees um and are getting ready or sl completely slow down i know it moves very slowly 
I think he's yes. very impactful on this new moon indeed. Yeah. yeah. And then we didn't really touch on Chiron much, but the point is the Chiron with that idea of taking our wounds and shaping them into these beautiful forms of new mm. expression. Uh, I think it's, it's pretty a phenomenal uh, um, moon in so many ways. It is very exciting. Yes. So da, 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 we're going to do the um, drawing. So because Jenna and I are in separate states, <laughs> I did the little bits of paper. So maybe, Jen, you announce which prize and I dig into the bowl. So uh, All right. mix them up. Mixing them up. So we have four prizes. So Jen, I'll let Jen um, announce the prizes in any order she wants and I'll draw a name. Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> I remember what they are. <laughs> okay. So which one's first? Uh, okay. The first one will be, I think it should be your book. Okay. The, signed uh, copy of my, signed journal. copy of my book. Okay. Is going to Wendy Ramos. So I'm going to write Lou's book on that. So I don't remember who won what. We'll have to listen to the recording again. Okay. Congratulations, Wendy. Yes, congratulations. Very exciting. Uh, so the next one will be... All right, I'm going to mix it up. So the next one will be Jen's Akashic Reading. Okay. And this is Amanda Potts. I will be emailing um, or Jen will, whichever, for... Uh, the details we need or to connect with you to do these things by the way so in in uh, the case of books that's for the address of course <laughs> okay what's number three two prizes well, congratulations yes congratulations amanda right and then the next one will be oops louise's uh, reading what was it, in astrology? Yes, it's a, um, an eclipse reading, looking at where the eclipses, the current ones and the ones in December, January fall in your chart. And it's an audio, so I'll, I'll email for the um, details again. And this is Genevieve. I think she's in Canada. So congratulations, Genevieve. I love your name. Yes. <laughs> I love saying your name. <laughs> Lovely. And then the final one will be my book, signed copy of Le Shikuku. Okay, so who is the lucky last one? Oh, Rachel Burwell. Kind of glad she didn't win my book. She's already got it. <laughs> yeah, that's lucky. Yes. Well, congrats, Rachel. All right, so we'll be in touch with all of you and thank you all so much for all your wonderful oh, yeah. views and. Um, enthusiastic response and all your stars thanks yeah we really really appreciate it and and i'm sure we'll be doing another giveaway at some point so you know keep listening um and things but um keep sharing our podcast we really appreciate it we really appreciate any reviews um you know the more we get kind of the more visible um the podcast becomes on itunes and uh, i don't know if you can leave reviews elsewhere i don't know i'm not because i listen on itunes to broadcast yeah, so. yeah, me too. So I don't know. but uh so 
for now i think jen just tell everybody where you, they can find you and i'll do the same and then we're done for today yes uh, thank you all so much we're very grateful and send in your questions oh yes weirdly magical podcast at gmail.com <laughs> and uh you can find me at gendershen.com i'm um, also i have a group uh on facebook that is called the light club of the woo woo weirdos of the world that might change but find me there uh find me on instagram i do some writing on medium and i also have a new page on facebook under my name gender shen and my group soul pillar salon is on my website if you want to join it's and the cards, Illuminating Journey cards are also on my website at gendushen.com backslash Illuminating Journey cards. So I'm everywhere. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm mostly on Facebook, although probably for the next seven weeks, slightly less while I get this book written. Um, but um, Louise Eddington, Google my name. My website's louiseeddington.com. I have a free Facebook group called Planetary Magic Cafe where we um, we do fun things in there, like we're doing a morning pages challenge at the moment that's free. Um, I have a membership site that you can link to on my website with different reward levels. It works very similar to Patreon, but Patreon kept marking my content adult because um, because I post some fantasy pictures sometimes. And I think there was shaded out boobs. <laughs> And it kind of annoyed me, so I thought I'm bringing this to my website. <laughs> but I write for my members. Um, I do uh, months ahead videos, depending on what level you're at. Or there's a membership group with mini readings every month as well. So check that out. Um, Instagram, Louise Eddington on Instagram. I'm really enjoying Instagram lately, so uh, I'm. I like that place. It's fun. So come and follow me there. I think that's everything. I'm actually not offering readings until um, September now because I have to get this book written. So um, if you do want a reading, um, they will be available the first week in September. So, but the membership site will keep going. So from now, that's it. And happy, very creative new moon um full of possibilities full of joy and fun um but it might be a little bit of lording over each other if we're not careful to so follow what we've said <laughs> <laughs> any yeah, last words for me? do laugh yes laugh like jen and i do all the time so, <laughs> <laughs> so for now it's goodbye from lou and goodbye from jen <laughs>